Hello and welcome to the seance room where we communicate with our dearly departed and the occasional annoying, frustrating, but friendly office ghost. The seance room is a place where we all come to discuss everything and anything under the paranormal umbrella. So stay with us, join hands, and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, so today I figured we're gonna go to the Backpackerverse again. Like I told you already, I love this website. And we're gonna talk about the Martinez House, the original Sacramento murder house. Now, um, this is actually a home <laughs> and um, it had a whole bunch of weird shiitake mushrooms going on so let's jump right into it um, exuding a sinister aura at H and 22nd Street in Sacramento the Martinez house is the stuff of your worst nightmares on the outside, it looks like one of those houses from a movie set. You know, one of those horror houses. Kind of has like a Victorian feel to it a little bit. But on the inside, there are innocent spirits trapped by evil entities, reliving the day that they left this world over and over and over again. Legend has it that Dr. Aiden and his family were the first people to live in the house. Over time, Aiden's wife and children noticed that his life seemed to be sapping out of him. Though his hours in the study room had been deemed the culprit, paranormal investigators claim that there is an evil entity residing in the spooky house to Billy. Now, Aiden would lash out at his family until one day he snapped. He took his wife to the cellar and began torturing her using medical equipment. Okay. Some people would get joy off of that because they're medical fetishes. Just saying. After dying within hours, according to a renowned medium who visited the mansion, hopefully it wasn't psychic Sylvia Brown, he moved on to hacking his children. Okay, so you torture your wife. She dies within minutes. You go and you chop your kids to pieces. What a dad. Dr. Aiden left no one alive in the Martinez house. He even killed the family pet. What a sicko. Now, what happened to him is yet to be known, but many assume that he killed himself once the entity released its hold on him. The ghostly residence of this murderer's house. Long after the hearts came to the, came the Martinez family, after whom this house was named, paranormal investigators Brian Colbert wrote that Lillian Martinez and her family moved to Sacramento in 73. That's 1973, not 1873. 
From the very first night, the family would wake up late at night due to the sounds of a struggling, um, sounds of something struggling in the kitchen and crashing glassware. They would go and look and nothing was there. Now, the Martinez family experienced many paranormal encounters, including a s seeing a gray and white cat fade, hearing panting sounds up the stairs, and watching a ghost of an Asian man in a white coat. One of its youngest members wrote in her diary that she woke up once feeling hot and sticky, and only to the smell of blood. She then saw her mattress turn red as if it was bleeding. That's when she noticed a note float towards her and then through her. Lily, Monic Lily Monica, Tyrone, and Diana Martinez also told investigators that they saw a woman in a yellow floral dress walk by. Meanwhile, the husband Julio witnessed children hiding in doorways. It seemed as if each member of the family could see a certain ghost. So you never know who you'll come across there. The Martinez family ghosts aside, there are several entities under that roof, including the one that possessed Dr. Hart. Investigators led by Paul Roberts reported smelling a man's cologne on the property and recorded an EVP saying, I'll get, after one of them asked their guest to leave. With their digital cameras, they clicked pictures of orbs coming out of windows. When one team member tried taking a picture of the window, she saw a filmy figure peering out. Now many have tried disproving her and all those pointing out the darkness within the house. In fact, the current owner of the Martinez house claimed that there was never a Martinez family in the house and it, it wasn't haunted. Instead, he blames his sister for starting a rumor that grew out of proportions. However, stand on this house's lawns and you'll feel the fear and the hatred like hundreds before you. The house definitely has something that doesn't want to be revealed, which is why it never let those it possessed live long to tell the tale. interesting I would say that the Martinez house is kind of um, very um, I give it on the scale of Miss Hyde's horrible stories uh, I give it a two not that bad but there is such a house and um, quite interesting. Next, we're going to talk about um, story number two. We're going to talk about 10 most haunted California backcountry roads. Now, this is also from the Backpackerverse. So, here we go. Now, you know what they're like. They're dark and empty, and you feel alone. Alone except for that unsettling present that creeps up on you until it's too late. I get those all the time. And I'm not even on a back road. I'm in my own place. 
alone except for the figure you glimpsed just at the edge of your vision. That mysterious light just farther away than you can see. The spirits that haunt the road destined to never to leave. Now these are 10 of the most haunted backcountry roads in California. Now you may want to stay away from these roads, but you know, to each their own. So here we go. Let's dive in. Number 10, Brea Canyon Road in Diamond Bar, California. Now for more than 20 years, Brea Canyon Road has been the site of psychic events and tragic deaths. I can vouch for this because this road at night is pitch black. You have, there's no street lights whatsoever on this stretch of road. It's like right before, um, so the road goes through some um, oil fields and it's like a wooded area so there are no lights and as you start making the bend you kind of are parallel to the freeway and it's still there's no lights so the only light you see is either the light coming from oncoming traffic or your own headlights which trust me this road is freaky at night just saying okay um, many people have seen phantom hitchhikers in the dark of night never able to leave the area where they where their lives ended um, this is true I've seen it um, I call it dead man's turn it's a really sharp curve and um, if you're not careful you uh, will end up hitting the side the hillside um, and it's kind of kind of freaky now um, I'm gonna butcher this name of this road so don't kill me it's Chalar Road in Salinas if you're from Salinas and you know where this road is and I'm saying it wrong sorry uh, a motorcyclist once drove this particular road at night. He was thrown off his bike um, by something unseen. When he woke up, a ghostly woman with black hair was standing over him, staring at him. When he blinked, she was gone. Huh, interesting. The second, um, number eight, Dogwood Road in El Centro, California. Drive down this road after midnight and you may see the spirit of a girl killed in a car crash. Give her a ride if you can muster the courage. Rumor says that she will eventually disappear from your car. Recently, a woman who was driving this road on her way to get a psychic reading told us, I didn't give the hitchhiking ghost a ride. So she sat on the car hood in order to cause an accident. What? So, you didn't pick up the ghost lady, but the ghost lady sat on your car hood to kind of make you get into a car accident. Okay. Number seven. The white lady of Highway 126 in Fillmore, California. Once upon a time, a white lady was hanged from a sycamore tree just off Highway 126. 
before she died in a car accident. The legend is unclear. Okay, that just right there tells me fake. What is clear is that there is a ghostly lady to be said that appears near the sycamore tree. Her eyes will be watching, making sure you are ready. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, number six, Bartsley Avenue in Tulier, California. Legend has it that this is a rural road has its own ghost. The spirit of a headless motorcycle rider killed by a prank gone wrong in the 50s. Soon after he died, reports emerged of a bright light speeding down the road, sometimes with the headless rider just behind it. Mmm. Okay. Kind of reminds me of uh, a few ghost stories. Um, number five, Channel Road in Sanger, California. Or Sanger. A woman had two daughters. A woman and her two daughters once drove this road, nicknamed Snake Road. I wonder why. A turn taken too fast catapulted the car into the Kings River. Again, just like Brea Canyon, this this could happen. Her daughters got out, but drowned upstream. At night, it is said that she wanders the road, looking desperately for her daughters. Now this, to me, sounds like the Yorona. Except the Yorona, she drowned her kids. This lady took the turn too quick and landed in, in the uh, river. The haunted Pacheco Pass near Los Baños, California. Known locally as the bloody as the blood alley due to the multiple crashes, some victims are said to have never left the site. Yeah, I can see why. Um, a decapitated man searches for his missing head. Alright. After a fiance died in an accident, a woman put on her wedding dress and jumped to her death from the rocks near the scene. Her ghost is reported there there now and searches for him. A man in a black road is reported out by the highway. A woman searches for her children but disappears when you try to help her. Interesting. I wonder. I hear bucket list for this one. Number three, Old Stage Road in Salinas, California. In the late 1800s, early 1900s, a walking woman accepted a ride from a man who attacked, raped, and decapitated her throwing her head into the fields. Reports say that now she walks down the road holding her head. If you pick her up, she'll stay for a moment and then disappear just at the scene of the crime. Okay. Um, number two, Garibaldi and Baldwin intersection, Temple City. I also know where this is. After a motorcycle crash that killed a young man, witnesses at his memorial took a photo of an apparition at the corner of the street. He appeared to be stand staring right at the camera, but no one was there to be seen by the naked eye. Yeah, that, that one, I know exactly where that intersection is. And number one, the Morgan Territory Road in Clayton, California. Legend holds that the California abandoned El Dorado buried stolen goods under an oak tree next to this old logging road in the 1800s. A woman and her husband saw an apparition next to the street in the 1950s searching for the treasure. People still hunt for the treasure. Perhaps one day you'll find it.
um, I guess back road back roads um, can offer a lot of ghostly encounters um, a lot of these roads I've been on driven by or know of um, and they're really good bucket lists you know for ghost hunts and you know go out there sit at the intersection and you know see if you catch anything so you know I would most definitely visit some of these intersections you know and well the, the local ones to my area because I'm not going to go up north because that's like a six to eight hour drive um, well I could but I don't want to <laughs> that's just I just I'm not in the mood to travel right now and um, we'll go and see if you catch anything so yeah okay with that being said those are the two stories I may add a third one separately I'm not sure yet I saw a couple that I liked so um, with that being said see you later if you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, you can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user friendly and, um, it is free and I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing now most platforms you know before you can even try it out you need to sign up and pick a plan I like anchor because I don't have to go through any of that so I recommend it now if you really want to get into it I recommend you going to your website anchor.fm and you know signing up or you can download anchor.fm from the Google Store, iTunes um, and give it a try. So don't forget to go to anchor.fm, sign up and I'll see you all in the podcast community. All right folks. So, um, like I said before, uh, we're going to do a third story, uh, and, um, hold on, I lost my train of thought. Okay, um, so it's going to be on the Sacramento Tunnels. So, let's see what Mr. Backpackverse has for us today now first and foremost if you don't know Sacramento 
is the state capital of California. Okay. So just just for those that do not know, um, Sacramento is California's state capital. Now, um, Sacramento has buried some dark secrets. And I mean literally buried some dark secrets. The old Sacramento tunnels, as they are known, are home to history both mundane and bizarre. Now, in 1861 to 1862, um, Sacramento suffered the worst rainstorm in recorded history of the state. I didn't know that. The state government fled the city in fear of drowning, and steamboats traversed the streets, evacuating the citizens. This, the city was practically transformed into inland sea. I can believe that. Christmas was canceled. Damn. Thousands of people lost their livelihoods and many lost their lives. Yeah, I, I believe that. That kind of reminds me of, uh, um, I forgot what part, I think it was up north, near Sacramento, um, out that way. Or is it near San Jose? I don't know. But, um, it wasn't rain that flooded. It was the dam blew. And thousands and thousands of people, um, literally lost their lives when this huge dam, due to, uh, engineering fuck-ups, um, kind of like, gave way and it killed a lot of people en route to the Pacific Ocean so yeah kind of reminds me of that um, dire times called for drastic measures and over time the streets of San Francisco were San Francisco <laughs> sorry the streets of Sacramento were physically raised up on an average about 10 feet this created a vast system underground tunnels beneath the city which still remain to this day um, these tunnels are known as the city beneath the city um, they are the original streets of Sacramento and legend has it that the dead walk on walk them now meanwhile we had the Civil War continue to claim countless lives each day. The violent excesses of the gold rush still haunt the landscape. Now, over time, the old Sacramento tunnels unsurprisingly became a hotbed of crime, murder, and depravity. Bodies were stored there. Really? I mean, well, it's underground, so I guess with the chill and the cold, you know, bodies wouldn't you know, decompose as quickly as they would above ground, I guess? Hypothetically speaking? Organized crime bosses treasured the tunnels for their myriad of dark corners in which to dispose of the enemies and victims. I figured that. People would enter the tunnel seeking their thrills or adventure 
or simply to satisfy their curiosity and never return. Dark corners are attractive to the paranormal and the area is undoubtedly haunted. Now, um, now various cryptids seeking solace from the prying eyes of humanity skitter and lurk in the darkness. There's so much happening down there right below the feet of an inspecting populace. Now, the old Sacramento tunnels are now part of the old Sacramento State Historic Park and tours are available to the brave. Kind of like the Shanghai tunnels um, in I think Seattle. And I don't know if they offer tours at the Shanghai tunnels. But that's another story for another day. The ghosts of the old Sacramento tunnels. Now people died in the old Sacramento tunnels. They drowned during the flood and they were murdered or were lost in later years. Today many businesses above the tunnels have dubious privilege of an entryway into their drowned city just like the Shanghai tunnels. They take their form of a moldy staircase or a trapdoor or a steep drop in an alley. Most new owners of these businesses quickly ch choose to close them off with bricks or boards and sometimes even prayers and rituals, just like the Shanghai tunnels. Um, many speak of dark energy emanating from below. People feel inexplicably uneasy or even frightened when they near um, the depths. Cold spots are common, intensifying the closer one gets to the underground area. Now some years ago, a group of local business owners pulled their resources in and hired a paranormal investigation crew, and after a thorough review, chose a California psychic as well. Please tell me it's not psychic Sylvia Brown. Um, the team entered the tunnels and spent quite a long time down there. They did not speak much of what they found after they finally emerged, but they strongly advised against ever entering the old tunnels again. Now two, two members of the team decided it would be their last paranormal adventure. They hung, up, they hung up their EVP recorders, their thermal cameras, and retired from the business. For their part, the business owners did their best to put the experience out of their minds. Some say they look that the looks on the ghost hunters' faces was enough to convince them that something should should remain unknown. The offices and shops in the area come and go, but the boarded up boarded up tunnels remain. When a new tenant inquires about them, they are implored to leave the barriers alone. If they should find a strange symbol on a wall, inscribed in, or drawn in chalk, they are not they are asked not to question it nor remove it. What did these men and women see down there? What frightened them so much? These seasoned paraprofessional ghost hunters? Is it still there? Lurking below the city? Some of the best and most accurate psychic mediums say that they have sensed very real entities there. Although the ghost hunters approach the supernatural with a scientific critical eye, same take, some take another path to knowledge of the beyond. Now the old Sacramento tunnels are infamous for so-called occult activity. 
people enter the underground to attack rituals and seances, summonings, and spells. Explorers seek, speak of the strange figures in robes moving quickly through the buried streets. They have in the past been mistakenly for members of the clan. Um, the clan is the Cuckoo Klux Klan, the KKK. But today it is thought that they are something much stranger, perhaps even more dangerous. There are always these people who embrace the supernatural to an unhealthy degree. That's what's scary is that some people take the supernatural so left that it just makes you uncomfortable knowing what they're doing. Whether their methods are sound or not, they have been known to attract the attention of supernatural beings. Stirring up spirits is rarely safe, even with the best of intentions, and even for the most well-equipped. If you're going to conjure something, or you're going to wake something up, chances are like one in a million that it's not going to end good. Same thing when um, when it comes to uh, throwing spells, throwing curses. I have a habit of doing that. I get pissed off and I'll mutter something out to the universe and I do it in anger. So I direct all my anger to whatever curse I threw, whatever um, spell I muttered, and that just goes out. And it's very difficult for me to kind of hone in when I'm angry. Um, because that's the one thing that um, I cannot control. I can't control my anger. So I can see why when people do their spells in the tunnels or in cemeteries, um, which by the way, cemeteries are very peaceful. People find it creepy that I have lunch at a cemetery and I talk to a, a somebody buried it's just very comforting for me I don't know I just like cemeteries um, but when people use a cemetery use a tunnel um, use a, an abandoned location to do all these conjurings to do these awakenings um, there is that 1% that you know 99.9 that point one percent that um, you may get a good spirit, maybe, possibly, but that 99.9%, it's never good. It's always something negative, something bad, something evil. I'm just saying, you don't have to take my word for it, my opinion. Um, an inhuman hunger. Now, other than those that feel a connection to the paranormal, the homeless population of Sacramento 
are the ones who truly desire to explore the depths. Seeking shelter, these unfortunate souls sometimes travel down into the old tunnels, alone and in groups. They set up camps, they spend the night. Rarely do they ever spend more than one night. Now there are countless tales from the Sacramento homeless of voices and apparitions in the old tunnels beneath the city. Few chose to listen to their ravings, but there are but there is much truth to be found in what they say. They will tell you about the white lady who floats just outside around every corner. They will speak of the hateful screams of a man dressed like a cowboy shrieking and raging at everyone who approaches. Um, most disturbing, they will tell you about the rats. The rats, they say, don't act nocturnal, natural. Sorry. They follow, stalk you, creeping through every nook and cranny. Sometimes their eyes are far too red to be explained by the darkness and carry a glint of intelligence no animal should have. Legends speak of a rat-human hybrid, a cryptid composed of dozens of other rats entwined by their tails. That sounds like another story. Um, I gotta find it. I'll read it to you guys when I find it. Their flesh grows together and over time a single consciousness emerges. It is inhuman and unnatural and it hates humankind. Well, no shit, Sherlock. There are a lot of people who hate the humankind. There are a lot of people who despise human. You know, they, they just... It just... Yeah. Some say the beast has somehow developed the power of human speech and, willing, and will whisper threats and curses in the night. I was going to say, oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> Others say that the rat thing has a dominion over the lesser brethren and will send them to attack, kill, and consume any who encroach in its territory. The homeless people don't like to go into the old Shanghai tunnels anymore. Some of them don't come back. But what about a well-equipped crew of explorers fascinated with the paranormal? Now, as part of the state historic park, access to the old um, Sacramento tunnels is permitted but regulated. There are a number of tours available in the area, some focusing on the supernatural, others not. Um, in whatever way you choose to experience this town below the city, you want to keep an eye out. You know, ghosts inhabit the tunnels, without a doubt, and things stranger still. Ghosts of the gold rush, ghosts of later years, and the supernatural entities as yet unknown to the modern discipline of ghost hunting. In many ways, the old Sacramento tunnels represent a frontier in paranormal investigation. It's a large space, space that literally did not exist until less than two centuries ago, and it's fully known to be haunted. There are opportunities down there to make a new discovery, and that's a rare thing these days. The paranormal enthusiasts can learn a lot down there, but there's always that risk of losing one's sanity or worse. Step carefully through the shadows, keep an open mind, and be ready for anything. 
Now, I do believe that um, the par a paranormal enthusiast who does a ghost hunt, who goes to a location that is predominantly very haunted, can lose their mind and their insanity. You know? Um, for example, Session 9 is a movie on Netflix. I'm not saying it's on a true story. I'm not. Um, but it is, you know, they go in there to do abatement and um, slowly one of the, the guys starts to lose his mind. And, you know, things happen and um, it's kind of interesting if you ever want to see that movie. It's called Session 9. Um, it stars that guy from CSI uh, Miami who played Horatio Kane, I think. The ginger. I don't know. I don't remember his, his name. I know he played, his name was Horatio in CSI Miami. But, um, yeah. So, this would definitely be on my bucket list for ghost hunting. Most definitely. Because this sounds like a place that um, I would love to go and I would love to investigate and see what I get. Um, but what would you do? You know, if you knew your city, town had underground um, tunnels and um, a city beneath a city, what would you do? Would, how would you, you know, would you be curious to investigate it? Would you be curious to go down there and see what what's down there? I'm curious. I'm curious to know what you guys would think and what you guys would do. Okay, that's the end of this story. Moving on. Have you ever wanted a podcast that um, is multifaceted? Um, that your hosts are cool and down to earth. You know, they talk about everything under the sun, including the kitchen sink. But they also are real. You know, well. Let me tell you about table muscles. Now, Rob and Wolf are co-hosts, and Rob is a good friend of mine. Um, they have a really cool podcast that, um, like I said, covers everything. You know, they do conspiracy theories. They do um, shoutouts. They um, support. Uh, an, or, uh, an organization or an awareness um, for the month um, if you um, are um, going through a rough time you know they make themselves available you know you can hit them up with a direct message on insta their facebook page um I don't know if they have a Twitter yet. Um, but they're a really cool podcast. Two really down-to-earth guys that um, keep it real. You know, they're there for you. Um, 
they talk about a lot of different things. So their podcast has a little bit of everything. Um, make sure you go check them out. It's Table Muscles. They're on every platform. They're on social media. Um, let them know that uh, Miss Hyde from What the Paranormal sent you. And um, go show them some love and, and support. They're fairly new. But, you know, let's show our support. And um, they have a little bit of everything. So, you know, they may have topics that you really enjoy. So go take a listen and see what they have. Don't forget, they're called Table Muscles. And they're on uh, social media. And um, they um, are on all the podcast platforms. And don't forget to tell them that Miss Hyde from What the Paranormal sent you over. Thank you for joining us in the seance room. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And I would like to thank all our new listeners, all our current listeners, and all our future listeners for joining us. With that being said, please like, share, and subscribe our podcast. We are on all platforms from Apple to Spotify to CastBox, soon to be iHeartRadio, so you can probably find us on all uh, podcast platforms if you have any stories you'd like to share please go ahead and email us at whattheparanormal1977 at gmail.com we'll take a look at your story and we'll read it if you would like to follow us on social media we are on YouTube Instagram, Facebook and Twitter you can also leave us a message via the Anchor app. The link will be listed below. And with that being said, we close the seance room. And we hope you all have a good day. And keep it ghosting. <laughs>